Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of the On the Pony Express podcast. Happy Monday. What a huge weekend it was for SMU as the Mustangs finally reeled in that commitment from TCU wide receiver, transfer, and former five-star prospect for on three, Jordan Hudson. The former Garland star played just one season for the Frogs, playing in 14 games, grabbing 14 receptions for 174 yards and three touchdowns. He'll have four years to play three seasons of of, uh, college football uh, now that he heads off to the hilltop. Let's look back at Jordan Hudson as a recruit. Finished on on three as a five-star prospect, the number 15 overall prospect in the class of 2022. Um, Very smooth uh, route runner, a guy who isn't going to light up the stopwatch by any means, but is very natural catching the football. I think that's what I remember most about him uh, as a uh, pass catcher coming out of Garland. And Look, caught touchdowns on uh, 22 of his 67 receptions, so very productive in that regard. Had over 1,000 yards, had nearly 3,500 yards receiving throughout his high school career. On three compares him to former Rockwall standout Jackson Smith and Jigba, who went on to play for Ohio State, another guy who, you know, really won on the technical aspects of being a receiver rather than, um, you know, being a 4-4 or 4-3 type of wide receiver at the high school level, and he went on to be first round pick obviously Jackson Smith and Jigbet had an insanely productive uh, senior season over the, over there at Rockwall but both of these guys are similar in build about 61190 very physical players um, who you know catch the ball smoothly I think that's what stands out here um, you know Jordan Hudson is going to be a guy that can help you pick up first downs he's very very good in the short to intermediate game. He has that ability to make contested catches down the field. He doesn't have that elite verified speed as a senior that we like to see from players, but did run a relatively respectable 11-3-4 as a junior and triple jump 45-7. So he does have some track, at least verified times. That 11-3-4 is not something that is going to uh, really make you go, wow. Um, But as far as what he could have done as a senior, we'll never know. Uh, But he has shown the ability to have uh, a a trait that I think is tough to measure, which is he plays a little bit faster than I think he runs in the verified setting. Um, And we saw that as a senior. That's why on three bumped him all the way up to the number 15th overall prospect in the country um, when he came out of Garland. Um, And look, when Sonny Dykes signed him at TCU, he said, I feel like Jordan Hudson was the best receiver I saw play this year in the state of Texas. He dominated. I love his competitive nature. He's just one of those kids that plays bigger than he is because he's just so competitive. He fights so hard for the ball and has great ball skills and can run as well. So that was Sonny Dykes when uh, TCU signed Jordan Hudson in the 2022 class. 
Obviously, SMU had him committed. Uh, he was committed to OU early on in his recruitment as well before the Mustangs landed that commitment. Obviously, Sonny Dykes left for TCU, and he was one of those guys that ended up heading off to Fort Worth, um, Chase, Chase Biddle. Um, you also had Michael uh, Abuka and Okoye um, who, who went over there as well. But Jordan Hudson is, is a prospect that when you look at it, and it was funny, um, you, you, you sign a five-star, right? And a guy who finished on the industry ranking as a top 100 prospect and a top 10 wide receiver. And any fan base after one year, if that guy portaled, unless he was a real problem, you know, off the field, arrests or whatever, would be wondering what is going on. Why are we losing a key piece to the future? Well, the spin zone out of Fort Worth on this one is just kind of chef's kiss because you look at wide receivers and very few of them can come in and play at such a high level that they get, um, you know, day one starter reps. The wide receiver position is some is a position that probably takes some of the most development that uh, you can kind of need to have as far as any position goes at the college football level. You can be an offensive lineman who comes in and needs to gain 60 pounds, but as far as truly perfecting your craft, wide receiver is probably one of the toughest positions to get somebody to contribute early on. You look at Rasheed Rice as a freshman, 400 yards, one touchdown, he wouldn't have had that big of a role if not for Reggie Robertson going down, of course. But even a, a, a couple guys that I covered at LSU, Jamar Chase, another former five-star. He had about 300 yards receiving for LSU as a true freshman. Terrace Marshall was the same way. Justin Jefferson was the same way. They were not those guys that came in right away and dominated and showed you oh, wow, that's why they were a five-star. You know, Terrace Marshall had under 200 yards uh, receiving as a true freshman. He was coming off a torn ACL, but Jamar Chase had about 300 yards receiving. Um, and Justin Jefferson was another guy that you looked at and you said, okay, all right, he's got he's got that ability to probably have a good career. Um, but Justin Jefferson wasn't a five-star either, and, and he didn't even catch a ball. Uh, as a true freshman and then broke out in 2018 and was a leading receiver for the team um, and and then went on to obviously have a great career. So my whole point of that is if you're going to be a, a a fan base that can write off a player after just one one year, it's first of all, it's unwise when you see a lot of these five star prospects. There are not many that are going to end up being guys like a Harold Perkins in last class uh, who ends up being, you know, an All-American um, and one of the best players in the country right away is a five-star. Some of these guys are more developmental players or who are going to be um, behind other players. And so um, that was the case for Jordan Hudson at TCU. Um, you know, they had Quentin Johnston. They had a really strong ground game. Uh, the Frogs obviously had you know numerous guys who uh, could catch the football at a really high level. Tay Barber. Um, had 600 yards. Darius Davis had 531 yards. Savion Williams is a big body guy with 392 yards. Um, this is a wide receiver room and, and just overall skill group at TCU that had dudes, and that's okay, um, you know, for a fan base to try to make themselves feel better. But Jordan Hudson is going to have, in all likelihood, a really strong career at SMU. As far as really 
you know, how SMU got this one done. Look, I mean, we heard the buzz around Jordan Hudson in December and January, and there were plans that he was going to enter the portal. TCU ends up getting him to hold off. They improved his NIL deal, but quite frankly, they didn't follow through. You know, they they were able to check some boxes on it, um, but in terms of what they overall uh, wanted to do for Jordan Hudson, just wasn't the case that uh, they were able to follow through with that. And so he ultimately entered the portal looking for a new home um, and decides on SMU. And, uh, you know, we've seen the, the spin kind of out of Fort Worth is, like I said, it's chef's kiss. I mean, Jordan Hudson was, quote unquote, on the market so long that uh, we even saw concerns about academics start to uh, rise out of uh, Fort Worth. So um, not the case. Jordan Hudson had a plan as far as when and how he wanted to do this. And uh, he had circled his official visit weekend, which was this past weekend, as the time that he was going to do it. And lo and behold, he does just that. Now, um, once again, you get into, oh, did SMU tamper and things like that? And quite honestly, no, SMU didn't have to tamper. And quite honestly, it was a situation in Fort Worth with Jordan Hudson that uh, he was going to be on the move no matter what after this spring. And so uh, that is really how well-known their botching of his overall just uh, development and uh, his path uh, is. He was going to leave Fort Worth no matter what. And SMU has a loaded wide receiver room, and they decided, you know what, we need another high-quality prospect to bring into this room, and that's Jordan Hudson. And, you know, this makes a lot of sense. He's got a lot of ties to the SMU staff, a lot of people that he's known for a long time, guys like Keenan Hall, Scott Natty, um, obviously Rob Likens and Rhett Lashley uh, knew him as well as he was going up through the recruiting process. And I just think, you know, he he ends up going to TCU, made a lot of sense. And, I mean, I wasn't even mad when any of those – you, you can't really be mad when those recruits, when Sonny Dykes left, end up at TCU. Most recruits commit to a coach. So when – Chase Biddle, when Jordan Hudson, when uh, Abukin uh, Okoyoide uh, end up going to TCU, it's, it, it's business. It just happens. Um, it's not something you can even get, should get mad about. Uh, you get mad about it from the perspective of you lose out on multiple really impressive prospects for your program. But as far as how they got there, there's, I mean, it's just, it's business. And, um, but in this case, uh, SMU, uh, didn't tamper. And look, there's going to be a um, circle on the back of SMU with the way they've, you know, utilized and deployed NIL, especially through the transfer portal. But at the same token, TCU has just as much of a, you know, crosshair on their back too. Um, Jack Besh transfers from LSU. Lo and behold, as soon as he entered the portal, everyone knew he was going to TCU. How does that happen? Tommy Brockmeyer, same story. JoJo Earl, same story. How do those things happen? It's it's just kind of the way business goes down in the transfer portal nowadays. So, um, and it's funny, even TCU, a lot of TCU um, people were talking about uh, the Horn Frogs, Horn Frogs ending up uh, reporting SMU with how they've handled Jordan Hudson or Kyron Chambers as well. We've not seen that happen, and I wonder why. It's because there are skeletons in the closet from when Sonny Dykes left SMU and went to TCU. So this is how business is conducted in the transfer portal. Um, SMU uh, obviously brought Jordan Hudson in on his official visit. Uh, he was uh, being courted heavily by Auburn, by Arizona State, 
Oklahoma was even involved as well. Um, TCU obviously wanted him back as well. Um, but uh, ultimately, he ends up uh, taking his talents back to the Dallas area where he's going to be right in contention to start opposite of Jordan Curley in this wide receiver room. I think you look at this group now, and we've talked about Esme wanting to add another receiver for a while. They have Jordan Curley, who I think had a terrific spring and is going to be this season's star receiver in all likelihood for SMU. You have Roderick Daniels and Jake Bailey in the slot. I think those are your two no-brainer guys that are going to play a ton out of that position. You have RJ Maryland at tight end. But if SMU wants to go four wide receivers, they can have uh, Roderick Daniels, Jake Bailey on the field at the same time. They could also maybe bring in a bigger receiver at times. They can do a bunch of different things because now – you have really, I would say, a trio of true contenders to start at the other receiver spot. Moochie Dixon, Keyshawn Smith, and Jordan Hudson now. Romello Brinson made some nice noise in spring, but I just feel like he's going to be somebody who is um, going to continue uh, to kind of develop and need to keep putting you know, the, the right steps in order to take that next step to starting. But Moochie Dixon had a terrific spring might have had, as far as relative to expectations, probably had the best spring out of all the receivers. Then you have Keyshawn Smith, who I don't think came into SMU and and grabbed a hold of that starting job like everyone kind of thought, including myself, thought he would. He has the playmaking ability. He has the explosiveness. But the consistency was just not necessarily there for him. Maybe it is the adjustment period. Maybe it is needing to continue to get into the weight room and get stronger and, and you know get your hands strong, stronger and things like that. Struggled with drops here and there. But he does have summer to really hone in and focus on those things. That said, um, SMU has a good problem now when you add in Jordan Hudson. And Jordan Hudson, whether it's behind Jordan Curley or whether it's starting or whether it's Moochie Dixon pushing Jordan Curley or starting opposite of him or Keyshawn Smith, they have now a really impressive two deep at the outside receiver position. And I, I think it would not shock me at all if it's Jordan Hudson that starts, if it's Moochie Dixon that starts, if it's Keyshawn Smith that sm starts opposite Jordan Curley. Um, but this wide receiver room is really impressive for SMU overall. We've talked about it a long time and, and just kind of the, the overall talent that they have stockpiled now. But Jordan Hudson is is really the exclamation point on this group. He's a guy that, look, if he's not starting this year, he's playing a lot um, and he's contributing um, in a big way, I, I would think, in certain moments for SMU. They want to rotate the receivers a little bit more. Um, TC is not a team that necessarily rotates as much um, at the receiver position, but SMU is trying to be that team a little bit more keep an eye on the mileage on a Jordan Curley and a Jake Bailey who battled injuries here and there. Um, and look, then you have Jordan Hudson's third year in college next year would be his very likely, you know, huge season um, type of type of move that he makes um, as Jordan Curley heads out and um, you know, they, he gets more comfortable in SMU system. And then, you know, if he does stay for that fourth season of college football, uh, then you're looking at a Rasheed Rice type of expectation going into that season. So, um, and then Jamar and Carroll would be coming up behind him as well. So, I mean, it is just a really, really strong group of receivers for SMU as it is every season. Um, but you got to give SMU's NIL arm uh, 
Pony Sports DTX, a lot of credit on this one um, as far as how they were able to structure things to get Jordan Hudson and Kyron Chambers on board. Um, with Jordan Hudson, look, I mean, the, <laughs> I love the uh, the speculation that he has a suite at the W and has a car and has this or that, and it's Rasheed Rice's deal. Look, SMU had got a bargain, quite frankly, with Rasheed Rice uh, because TCU was coming after him, and they obviously got a deal done to keep him around in Dallas. But at that point, he hadn't had his Blitnikoff Award-type season. So while people want to throw around, oh, it's the Rasheed Rice deal, it's the Rasheed Rice deal, one, it's, it's just not there uh, quite yet as far as mo money-wise, but it's also uh, not a deal that uh, when you look back on what he did, the deal he would have gotten if they were trying to retain him for this upcoming season, if he had that ability to come back, uh, it would have been an astronomical deal to get Rasheed Rice to try and come back, but not necessarily at this stage um, for SMU before Rasheed Rice had the season that he had. So um, it, I love all the rumors. I love uh, the TCU fans at least being in their fields. Um, it's one of those things where, look, I've, I've been covering SMU now for well over a decade and the whole, uh, you know, covering or this or that or, um, you know, pandering to a fan base is just not really my style. But when it comes to recruiting battles like this and even when it comes to recruiting battles when I cover LSU and look, you've got NIL at play in college football, the rumor mill around it is probably one of my most uh, enjoyable things to hear about. And it's always fun to hear what's true and what's not. And I can promise you guys, look, SMU, if they had a collective that could pay a, and I, and I think to an extent they, they have the, the, the strength to do this, but SMU is also rather wise when it comes to NIL and distributing uh, its resources. So um, the whole like 20, I think I saw 25 K a month, a car suite at the W all this stuff. It just, it's like a, uh, I don't know. I don't know. It's like a fishing story. You know, the fish just keeps getting bigger each time you tell it um, from TCU's perspective, as far as what SMU did uh, for Jordan Hudson. I mean, look, uh, SMU has raised a ton of money in the NIL space um, with Pony Sports DTX and the Boulevard Collective. Uh, this is not a school that is um, using up all of its resources to take Jordan Hudson from TCU. It's just not the case. There are other players with bigger deals than Jordan Hudson that deserve bigger deals uh, than than Jordan Hudson. So, um, look, this is a this is a huge moment for SMU. Long term solidifies the receiver room, um, and and they now uh, you know have really uh, I think put the exclamation point on their transfer portal class. I don't think they're necessarily done. Uh, I dropped a note on Friday um, before Jordan Hudson's official visit began that I don't think SMU is done on the transfer portal front. Uh, and, and we'll see um, when that happens. And um, it could certainly uh, be this week. I'm not sure. But um, we will keep you guys in the know at ontheponyexpress.com. Be sure to subscribe. Just $30 for six months. Look, if you want to know who SMU is going to get in the transfer portal. If you want to know the background on recruiting and who's visiting and who's got the best chance to land at SMU, subscribe to ontheponyexpress.com. Uh, look, you're looking at $5 a month uh, for your first six months uh, on the site 
And uh, as soon as Jordan Hudson hit the portal, we said, watch SMU. We maintained our confidence when the Auburn uh, potential visit popped up. We maintained confidence when Arizona State popped up with some confidence. Uh, even when TCU tried to say that Jordan Hudson had some academic issues. Um, look, we were right there with you along the way to give our subscribers the goods. And uh, Sunday, he announced uh, his decision to transfer to SMU. So huge, huge news for the Mustangs. Um, as far as what Jordan Hudson brings to the table for SMU's overall season impact, this is where I think you could get two paths here, right? I think there's a there's a world where Jordan Hudson starts, and if that happens, that means he's come in and he's shown that competitive nature that he had in high school and that allowed him to play in 14 games as a true freshman over at TCU. I think he's somebody that could very well start. And if he starts, that means he's played well enough that Moochie Dixon and what he did and certainly – um, Keyshawn Smith was hit with his talent level. They've been beaten out by Jordan Hudson's ability to make plays, his competitive nature. Jordan Hudson reminds me a little bit of Rasheed Rice in, in his competitiveness, uh, as far as ball winning. And I think that's important. You know, I, I, everybody loves the, the Danny Grays, the Reggie Robertsons, the guys that can run, you know, 10, three, 10, four type hundred meter times. But what made Rasheed Rice the player that he was this past season is certainly his ability to stay healthy for the most, most part, but also just his competitiveness to win those balls, to uh, create that separation, his technical skills uh, as a route runner. So SMU gets a massive addition to Jordan Hudson. If he's a starter, I do think that means that this offense is going to take another step up. And look, you had Rasheed Rice go in the second round. SMU's had receivers aplenty over the last – a uh, few years in the NFL, this is your next guy after a Jordan Curley, potentially a Moochie Dixon that goes to the NFL. Um, and and it's an offense that gives these receivers opportunities to make plays. So um, SMU's been consistently one of the best offenses in the country over the last few years, whether it was under Sonny Dykes, whether it was under Rhett Lashley, um, running the show, uh, Garrett Riley. This is a team that has an offensive identity cemented in it and one of the key pieces of that is having receivers that make plays, get opportunities, and then go off to the NFL um, and get real shots to be successful. So Jordan Hudson is going to be that next guy. And if he is trending that way in this upcoming season, SMU has completely removed all sorts of any kind of excuses of, all right, well, we're, we've got a hole here. We've got a hole there. This was the final piece in my opinion, and having Jordan Hudson on board now um, has that potential to give you two bona fide outside receivers that can be elite. And if they both stay healthy, Jordan Cur Curley, Jordan Hudson, Moochie Dixon continues to take the next step. This offense is going to be real, real scary. In 2023, it'll just be on Preston Stone to get it all done and move the chains and keep this offense humming uh, like it has over the past few years. That'll be the key for all of this. Uh, is Preston Stone uh, figuring out how uh, to make this uh, Lamborghini purr uh, on uh, Saturdays this fall um, and, and a couple of midweek games, but Saturdays, especially this fall. If you're looking at kind of like maybe a worst case scenario with Jordan Hudson, uh, he struggles to adapt to the offense. You are looking at a player who 
um, is going to take a minute and maybe adjust to what Rob Likens wants out of him. Um, and maybe Muji Dixon has emerged. Maybe Keyshawn Smith has emerged. And he's in a little bit more of a reserve role. I, I think that still means he plays a ton of football um, and plays in every game uh, this fall for SMU. But at the end of the day, um, if he doesn't, that's where, you know, the the probably the difference is. But I, I expect Jordan Hudson to come in with a complete chip on his shoulder. He's a guy that uh, has, uh, I, I think, over the past six months really – felt a little disrespected um, in terms of, you know, just how everything went down in Fort Worth. So um, I feel like he's going to come in and be uh, ready to go, ready to be that guy uh, for SMU to take this offense to the next level. And uh, it just gives Preston Stone um, and Kevin Jennings another uh, weapon uh, to distribute the ball to. And and one that is, um, I think, going to be highly motivated. So huge, huge land for SMU. Um, that gives them yet another impressive target uh, for the quarterbacks on the roster to work with uh, both this year and long term. So what a job by SMU to land Jordan Hudson. And uh, I think he's the next great SMU receiver. I really do. And and quite honestly, like for TCU fans who are still listening, I thought he would have been great in Fort Worth too. It just didn't work out uh, for him over there in Fort Worth. So SMU takes advantage, landing him out of the transfer portal. And now we'll see. Uh, what happens with him as he uh, is set to hit campus. He's all moved in over in Dallas already. So for that, we are going to wrap up this edition of the On the Pony Express podcast. Hope you guys enjoyed it and had a great weekend uh, celebrating the edition of Jordan Hudson. Again, hit that subscribe button, just $30 for six months, and we'll get you guys all the scoop at OnThePonyExpress.com. Thanks for listening. We'll catch you next time. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.